Hey everyone, Chris Manning here from the Lockdown Cavs podcast. Coming up on today's show, I'm joined by the great Danny Cunningham, who's filling in, he's that way, not that way, he's filling in for Evan, who's out tonight, but we're going to talk about Cavs Nets, talk about the first game post-Evan Mobley, and look ahead to Cavs Warriors, which takes place on Wednesday. It's all coming up today on Lockdown Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, and once a week on WKYC. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Did that startle you, Danny? Did the little it video? Did. Okay, okay. I was this, a little scared. Last... I was going to say, I can't I can't believe that you called me the great Danny Cunningham. That's undeserved. But yes. Not, the, no, uh... it's 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 very well deserved. Oh, you know. no, it is not. Oh, yes, but yes. That, that yes, video is uh, is Look, new since my last appearance. We, we've upgraded. You know, that, that WKYC that WKYC YouTube rub, you know, is is really just elevating the product over here. We're the calves are on the way up and, and we're we're on the way up. Uh, before we get into the show, I want to tell you that it is brought to you by McDonald's. Yeah, that McDonald's. This episode, again, is brought to you by McDonald's, who has been serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Danny, welcome back to the show. Um, Cavs Glad Nets was a, Cavs Nets 109 to 99. Cavs kind of slogged their way through a little bit of it, but kind of were annoying to play, it seems like. Ed Davis starts in his first Cavs action ever. Uh, multiple <laughs> people I talked to today forgot that Ed Davis was on the Cavs, and understandable. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of Okoro, a lot of Dean Wade, a lot of Garland who played forty minutes, a lot of Ricky Rubio. We'll do our awards, but just before we get into that, what are your big takeaways from from this game? This Cavs team fights, man. I, I think that right now that's the the thing that I can say about them that. I don't want to say is the most positive because I think that there's a lot of talent on this team and they certainly have a bright future, but this team just, they, there's no quit in them. There's no reason that they should have been within 10 points of Brooklyn. There's no reason that even looking back to Monday night against Boston, there's no reason that should have been a close game. There's no reason they should have come back from down 19 against Boston over the weekend. They just fight and scratch and claw and find a way to get the, to, Make make the game closer, closer than it should be a lot of times. And when they are full and whole and healthy again, they're going to be a problem. Now, I don't want that to be confused with thinking they can win the Eastern Conference, but they're not going to be a team that anyone wants to play in February and March and April. Yeah, I, I think JB deserves a lot of credit for in the rest of the coaching stuff. I think that there's buy in there that I think they've gotten. I think there's some stuff in this game that um is a little dicey you know I, I think some of the the offensive stuff to me was like a little like okay you need to have a little more i know you're you're missing so many key pieces but it has to be more than like screen pass away screen take a shot isolate like the offense was a sure. little rote and they got they got by on some like really like grit and shot making in, in a way where the nets were not like putting their foot all the way down to kind of stomp the calves out of this one it felt like but yeah to me, leading into awards, that leads me to saying that Darius Garland um, is my MVP because I know he only was 10 to 26, only 3 of 13, 24 points. I think handled the ball more than I think we've seen him at any point this year. I think while Sexton is out, while Mobley's out, while this roster is a little weird, it's going to be something he continues to do. And I really think we're just seeing him grow and grow and grow in real time, man. Like I, Some of the court awareness I think we're seeing with him is – 
is really impressive. Um, I think back to like in this game, he had a, he had a Kevin Durant was guarding Dean Wade, which is a very funny thing that we, we saw those two, just <laughs> two Titans of, of basketball go head to head. Yes, And D Wade and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Two, two icons of, of the sport. Um, he, he, they ran some action on their side. Wade is on the other wing, just waiting in catch and shoot position. And he sort of like knows that way. He instinctually knows that Wade is there. He lets that other action go. And then he, when he realizes there's nothing there, he just goes back to Wade passes perfect way gets off a three makes it it's not anything crazy it is not like the highlight real pass you're going to see in sports center or on twitter or whatever but it's a sign that i think garland's passing vision is really growing so for me mvp danny who's your mvp um i'm going to give my mvp to kevin love just because Mm -hmm. he returned from the health and safety protocol and he beat covid which is a great thing to see um, I know he, you know, he's not the same Kevin Love he once was. He didn't even start tonight at Davis, got the start over him, uh, which I do think was the right call in your yeah. return from something like this. I think that handing him starters minutes and just say, go get him, Kev, would have probably been <laughs> the wrong move for yeah. JB and the rest of that staff. But, you know, just happy to see him back on the floor. Um, and to kind of piggyback on what you said about Darius Garland real quick, mm-hmm. I think that this time right now with Colin Sexton out with that knee injury for who knows how long Evan Mobley out for the next two to four weeks. While I think Ricky Rubio, oddly enough, is the best player on the team right now as things stand with this just hot streak that he's riding. This is going to be the period of time where this really becomes Darius Garland's team, if that Mm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's a really fun and exciting thing to get to watch happen in real time. If you realize that it's happening. Yeah, this is the, this is the, I think Darius Garland, Evan Mobley era. We are being ushered into to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that is just kind of there. All right. Um, play of the night. Do you have a, a play for, for you that kind of stood out as, as your highlight of the night for this one? Um, I Did, have a negative weird. one. Hit me. I like this. Hit me. Uh, the, 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 Moment where I thought that the Cavs comeback hope died was Kevin Love missed a layup. And then I believe it was Patty Mills knocked down a three immediately on the other end. And it was a five point swing. I think the Cavs were down nine before it and could have cut it to seven. And then next thing you know, it's back up to 12. Mm-hmm. And that was a moment where you're just like, you know what? They pro- It's probably not in the cards tonight for as as hard as that team fought and still continued to fight after that moment, it just felt like that was the the time where like probably not, not meant to be. Um, And then the other one, it was right after Brooklyn called the timeout Cavs had all the momentum. I believe the lead was down to nine again and Brooklyn called the timeout, came out and got a bucket. I believe Kevin Durant, sent a pass inside to LaMarcus Aldridge. He was open under the rim, put it up and in. It just, those types of plays needed to go Cleveland's way even a little bit more than they did if the Cavs were going to win this one. Yeah. Uh, Kevin also, like Darius had made a read that, you know, he just kind of missed the pass in the corner for a three. Like it was just a lot of little stuff that I think added up and kind of cut into the comeback. My play of the night is as another Darius Garland play uh, driving late in the shot clock. LaMarcus Aldridge is guarding him on a switch plants that inside left foot and gets off the one-legged fader and it's the nice float. It's nice arch. Just, he's really fun. He is so he is. fun when he gets well, he's to do so that smooth, stuff, Chris. Oh yeah. So smooth. And I know they talked about this on the broadcast a little bit today, 
but watching him play at different speeds just brings me so much joy. It's watching him be able to play fast and then play a little bit faster when he needs to, or play slow and then play a little bit faster, play fast and then play a little bit slower. Just the change in gears that he has, I think is one of the special skills that he has. It it, it seems as if he's always in control. And that's mm-hmm. something I love to see out of a point guard. And I think that he's just going to learn how to do that more and more while playing alongside Ricky Rubio or even just being around Ricky Rubio. Yeah. I, it's one of the reasons I think to be very high on him. And um, I, I think at some point we're going to get like a Garland fourth full four quarter kind of complete scoring game where he drops like 40 points. And it, it's yes. going to be a lot of fun when that happens. Um, stat of the night, do you, any numbers from this one kind of pop out to you? Um, I do think, unfortunately, it's the three of 13 for Garland from deep. Yep. Where he, I'm encouraged that he kept shooting because I do think that's important. Where right now, I don't want to say that the attempts, the number of attempts matter to me more than the number of makes because ultimately it's a make or miss league. And, mm-hmm. and as cliche as that sounds, True. it does matter. But he needs to not be hesitant in taking them. Um, he struggled with his shot early on in the night but he was never deterred from continuing to lift, lift shots up. And that matters to me. And maybe he's forced a little bit because just the lack of bodies, somebody has to, mm-hmm. and maybe it's falling back on him. But I'm really encouraged by that number, by him taking that many shots, especially from behind the arc. That's a big deal to me. Yeah, I'm just going to go a very simple one. Kevin Durant was only 9 of 16 from the field. And like this wasn't like a a rupture KD game, but like Dean Wade for like all of like his limitations and, and his flaws, like I think at least competed in that matchup. And, um, you know, he didn't shoot well. Cause that's kind of what he does. But like as Gokoro, like I think made James Harden's life, like very annoying for most of this game because yeah. he just hounds him and is strong enough to handle some of that stuff. And it, that I just enjoy watching some of the, how the Cavs are going to like kind of scramble and, and battle on defense a little bit. I mean, like this wasn't like a good defensive game. Um, it was about three points, I think, worse than their season average on defensive rating. Like they, they were outclassed in this one, but they were kind of gritty and annoying. And like, there's a reason that Brooklyn like didn't pull all their starters out late in this game, and they rode them out to the end. It was because the Cavs were just like kind of hanging around just enough to make it uncomfortable. And then they, they, like the Cavs were in a full court press for like most of the second half, and we're just yeah. like gonna 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 dog you, and, and we're gonna have to do this and kind of make this uncomfortable. And like to their credit. They had the. They're playing all these guys heavy minutes. I'm. I'm not sure how like sustainable that is. I'm sure Garland and Okoro and and like Dean Wade played 30 minutes. I'm sure their legs are going to be a little cooked tomorrow night when they're playing the Warriors. Where did they off? Which is a little especially a Warriors team that you know. I don't know if they flew in last night or if Steve Kerr let them hang out in New York after the win in Brooklyn last night. But a Warriors team that's already in Cleveland. That's yeah you know, either out to dinner right now somewhere downtown or resting comfortably in their nice hotel. Yeah, they're yeah, probably a little more uh, lax. I, I would gonna... not. I don't think tomorrow is going to be very pretty for the Cavs. No, I uh, well, let's talk about that uh, after the break a little bit. And as we go forward here, but first got to tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. Look, Bet Online is back and better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive the bonus from basketball to football to NHL, boxing, UFC. 
and your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and that's Bet Online where the game starts. Okay, so uh, this was the first game, Danny, without Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. He'll be out for could be up to a month. Jared Allen obviously didn't play in this one either, so like that kind of tilts some of this. I, I guess when I still look at this, I just I, I thought it was a I understand like again Jared's out and like Lowry Markin's out and Kevin is on a minute restriction and he's coming off the bench and all that. I thought it was a somewhat positive indication that JB sort of real. I I am of the opinion that they cannot play like the three big stuff without Mobley because he's the one who sort of makes it work. Sure. Yeah. I, I just don't I, think you can, I would I agree with you can do it. So I, I think I, him yeah. going conventional here is like a indicator to me, at least a little bit of like, okay, they are not going to try and put that square peg in the round hole because they don't have Evan Mobley to, to make all that work right now. I, and I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly because I think that he's so versatile that he gives you the ability to, maybe have some some holes otherwhere and even furthermore i think that jared allen's rim protection kind of makes that work too yes because you're going to have guys that get beat on on the perimeter but when you know you've got a guy like that at the rim it kind of lessens that that blow a little bit so having both of them out certainly makes it untenable i'm very curious if they're going to go with the three big lineup when Jared Allen's back from his illness, whether that's tomorrow night against Golden State or after the weekend when they play Brooklyn again, even though Evan Mobley's still out, I am yeah, fascinated I, to see if that's the case. I just don't. I just like really don't know how you can do it. I, I even think in this one you kind of saw. I felt like the defensive scheme was like a little bit tapered back. Like on first sure. watch, this is first watch. This is not like something where like I'm walk, grinding the tape possession by possession. So like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Whatever. I tend to think that like they were a little more stick with your guy, just fight through screens. We're going to play this pretty straight up and we're not going to throw some of the wrinkles in. I mean, you didn't see any of the the three, two zone that they've thrown out with mobile in the middle, obviously. Like I think everything, it seems like is going to be very tapered back. I think that was the case on both ends too, because like Allen creates all that infrastructure with the screening and mobile, even though he doesn't actually set screens slips and moves and he passes out of the short roll. Like there's just, I think everything is a little tapered back. It looked like on this first night back. Yeah, and I think you could probably attribute some of that to Ed Davis playing 24 minutes the first time he's ever played for the Cavs. Yeah, 100%. Like, that, I, like you you have to mention that when you mention scaling everything back because you, you can't exactly – while Ed Davis is a very trustworthy guy and I'm sure great in that locker room and uh, uh, ultimate professional, there's no substitute for game reps, and Ed Davis has none with the Cavs. So I think that that's a big reason why that they they can't do that stuff offensively and defensively because they just don't have the people to do it. I think the thing that is most likely to just absolutely disappear now is that zone with that Evan Mobley had been playing the top of the key because he is the only guy on this roster that can do that. Um, I would be stunned if we see that again before he comes back. So Evan and I were talking about this yesterday, and it's a question I've kind of been thinking about. And I, when I was on, I was on with Chico, uh, Chico after Dark Theater, and he asked me the same question. Clearly, I think just with this roster right now, you are going to have guys that get opportunities. Let's say in theory, right? Like you, you're sure. going to get guys in theory just because the roster's thinner. You need to fill minutes, et cetera, that they're going to get minutes. Is there anyone while Mobley is out 
and while you know and while they're kind of reintegrating everyone back into into things and, and probably try a bunch of different stuff i'd imagine is there anyone that you were curious to see in that context perhaps get an opportunity to then stick a little bit more than they might have before when Mobley gets back and they're healthy and JB kind of gets to put all his chips on the table? Um, I don't necessarily know. Like, I'm not super interested in Denzel Valentine. I know, obviously, <laughs> you just – you don't have – Denzel Valentine – Denzel Valentine on an island against James Harden in this game was just like, okay, okay. we it, Like, that to me, I was just like, okay, we're, we're in some we're in some shenanigan zone here because, like, we're just, like, watching Harden, like, do his James Harden yeah. stuff. And, like, like in do, fairness yeah. to Valentine, what, what do you want him to do? Yeah. But I, I just think that – none of these guys are going to be able to come close to replacing what Mobley gives you in terms of versatility and skill set defensively. And you, you just don't have a replacement for him. Isaac Okoro is far too small to do that type of stuff. You know, Ed Davis is Ed Davis. Dean Wade is probably the most replaceable player in the NBA. Um, I forget what I was listening to. But someone called him the most anonymous player in the NBA. Oh, Zach Lowe and uh, was that it? Yeah, was yeah, that the pop- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. did listen to that this morning, so that would make sense. Yes. But they called him the most anonymous player in the NBA, and I can't disagree with them. Um, like it just it makes sense. So I don't know if there's someone. I'm very interested, I guess, to see how they handle Markkinen when he returns from the health and safety yes. protocols. Um, and it's not in terms of whether or not he's going to stick because we know the answer to that, but what his role looks like when Mobley's out versus when Mobley was around and, and Markinen was healthy. That's something I'm very curious to see. I'm curious. I, my answer is just BC. I wonder if they're going to play just, they're going to try out more wings. Um, like we saw the taco fall thing for a couple minutes and I'm just like, not sure that like he's like, I think he seems like a really nice guy. Like hope he can like, tall. he's really tall. The, the, the thing with him and Patty Mills in this game was very, was very funny because Patty Mills just like hooked his arm onto taco's bicep and was like, please don't dunk on me. And taco got fouled and I go to the free throw line. I just wonder if there's going to be like a wing among that, a massive wings. And certainly Lamar Stevens is out right now. I think Okoro is going to play a ton of minutes. He has to. They don't have any yeah. other wings. I mean, no, it's they don't. They don't. It, if you want to count Windler as a wing, I guess. Well, that, he's the guy to me because, like, if you're thinking about like a guy who theoretically should be able to like help them and give them something they need, it's the dude who's just gonna like shoot and like rebound and like be able. But it just doesn't seem like he his like his like his ability to get on the floor is just a little bit less, let's say, than like. Lamar or Stevens is when he's healthy. Like, I don't know if JB doesn't seem like JB like like it seems like he trusts Denzel Valentine right now more than he trusts Dylan Windler, which is like not a a super like n- none of this stuff is like particularly we don't know all these things like maybe there's there's they're still figuring like whatever. It's just like when we look at what the facts in front of us and JB is seemingly trusting Denzel more than he's trusting Windler right now. That to me is just sort of telling on like how I kind of feel about Windler is like a thing, but he's the guy that I would like to maybe see just get some run, just because I want to know if there's anything there that can kind of be brought out and, and then be helpful to the team when they're fully healthy. Because like that kind of player, I think they still need like like clearly need just like a shooter yes. to kind of help smooth things out a little bit, and like that that could make Okoro's role a little bit cleaner. That could help Mobley's uh, minutes at the five. Like there's a lot of things that one shooter would just kind of help this team to me. You're you're spot on on that, and I just. 
I think that the, they're at the point now where they know they can't count on him, unfortunately, because he's been in and out of the lineup so often throughout his career. I mean, he's in his third year, and how many total games has he played? And I understand that both his seasons before have been shortened because of the pandemic, but it's I'm curious if they trust him organizationally because of that. And it, it is interesting that they trust Denzel Valentine more. Maybe it's because they trust Valentine to handle the ball a little bit more and view him as almost an emergency point guard in a sense that they don't with Windler, but I, I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone has a good answer. Um, I'm also, I would just be, I, I would be curious to see how aggressive the Cavs get in trying to like fill that spot as the season goes on. Like some, like this yeah. isn't something we need, really need to talk about now. Cause it's like not, you know, fun, but if Moby's out for a while and that changes like their, if like this month that he's out really dampers, like their playing or playoff hopes, I wonder if they'll, if th- that changes their willingness to like go like poke around like a Terrence Ross, who I think would be like a really interesting fit for what they're doing and, and buy and, and be a buyer without like overbuying, right? Like they don't need sure. to like go out and like expunge a bunch of future assets for like a, a role player, but like they're kind of dying. But they could for, like, still that have fun. Guy. They oh, still yeah. have some fun this year. You bring look, they're going to be. I, I think the fact of the matter is, if they keep playing this hard, you bring Allen back and you bring Markinen back, and, and Love can stay healthy and stuff. Like, and as long as Ruby and Garland are, are healthy, like this team will be fun. Like, this yeah. team will be more fun than I they've just, been in a long time. I do worry about the schedule. Um, you know, I took a look between <laughs> now and I kind of assumed the worst for Mobley and say he's going to miss that month and brought him back December 18th. I think they have a three game road trip. The and, if it's if it's exactly a month from the date of the injury, it is a home game against the Miami Heat, who are who are really good. I had him even missing that one. So, yeah. but I would li- it, I just selfishly like like if we in a perfect world, I want that because I just want to see him and Bam on the floor at the same time. I, I want to see want Evan it. Mobley against everybody. Like yeah. I wanted to see Evan Mobley against Kevin Durant tonight. Like that's I and you know I asked this question on my radio show uh, last week before they played Detroit and Cade Cunningham, like I'm at the point now I'm so high on Evan Mobley. I don't even want to see the rookie matchups. Like I don't care when they play Houston, he squares off against Jalen green or they play Cade Cunningham in Detroit. I want to see him go against like Kevin Durant now. Like yeah. that's the type of stuff I'm interested in. Yeah. He's, um, he's so I just, I th- I'm so high on his potential. I think he's going to be a multi-time all NBA player. Yeah. Uh, I hope assuming like he's healthy and everything. I think the, the highlight of all-star weekend um, in Cleveland, as far as the uh, events could go when that, when that comes up really could be the Mobley in the, in the rookie all-star game. Uh, that could yeah. be like the, the fun thing. If you know, assuming he plays that, that could be the, the highlight reel for him. All right. So well, I mean, that's, ru- that's going to be yeah. the highlight reel for, for Cavs fans. I would have to think unless, Unless Ricky Rubio keeps playing like this, and then he's yeah. going to be an all-star starter. <laughs> yes, yeah, Ricky Rubio, just best player in the world at, at this pace. But let's wrap up. Let's look at the the Cavs Warriors game. Uh, that's Thursday night in Cleveland. Uh, notably for on the on the injury report for Golden State right now, Steph Curry questionable with a thigh contusion, and Andre Iguodala is not going to play as for a scheduled night of rest. The Warriors are really good, Danny. They're they're kind of back in a lot of ways. It seems like um, stylistically, I just am. It would have been obviously incredibly interesting if the Cavs at their if they could have run out the kind of lineups they have when they were healthy with with Mobley and Allen and and kind of like played all the guys they want to in the scheme they want to. 
I really wanted to see that go against this read and react to this mm-hmm. list, like very different than most other really good NBA offenses offense with, with Curry kind of being what he is um, playing at an MVP level. Again, Draymond's playing well on everything. I, I kind of wonder if the Cavs, especially coming off a night where like a lot of their key guys played a lot of minutes are just going to get, just, assuming Curry is healthy and, and plays, they might just get shellacked at home with yeah. Steph. If if Steph plays tomorrow night against the Cavs, I think that this is a, uh, I think it's a blowout. It, it's the Cavs if they're thin on bodies, they're flying back from Brooklyn, you know, as we speak or close to it, and they're going to get in late. They're going to be exhausted tomorrow. They've had a rough week in terms of injuries, hard fought games. I just think that this is a a game where I don't want to. I don't want to predict them to not put up a fight because that seems very unlike this roster and unlike mm-hmm. this team right now. But I could see this being one where they let go of the rope pretty early. If there's something I want to watch, I do just want to watch Isaac Okoro chase around Steph Curry for an entire game. Yeah, yeah. I do want to see that. I do I do want to watch that. I, I do too. And I'm a big fan of what Isaac does defensively. Obviously, his offense needs to to improve quite a bit, but that would certainly be my matchup of the night uh, tomorrow night. Should that be the case? I would have loved to have seen Evan Mobley and Draymond green. If oh possible. yeah. Oh, I yeah. think that would have been fantastic. Um, and I think Evan would have learned a lot from that type of matchup and it's unfortunate. He's not going to get it. Is there anything, I guess, like about the war? It's obviously, you know, we're, we're, Almost towards the end of 2021 here. We are, you know, like five years removed from the title. I'm sure that this will get talked about tomorrow in some capacity, but it's just interesting to see these franchises in different spots. Is there mm-hmm. anything just as this has evolved and they're in this new iteration, the Cavs are obviously in a very different era now. Is, is there anything that like you've thought about? I'm just curious. This is and this is putting you on the spot. So I'm apologizing for for putting you on the spot here. But in terms of like what you thought about some of this at the time and how it's changed, is, is anything in your mind kind of changed about how you thought about this Warriors team? I think I appreciate it more. Um, yes. I think I appreciate, and it's, you know, I don't know that it has anything to do with even the Cavs. I appreciate the fun that they have playing basketball. Like they're, mm-hmm. they just play the game with so much joy, and they did in 2015 and 2016 too. And obviously in 2017 and 2018, they were a better basketball team than those first two years, but they didn't play with that same joy. Um, it seemed like a, we're supposed to be great. We're great. Here we are. We're great. Where it was fun before. Um, and they were always smiling and just enjoying playing basketball. And I think after a rough couple of years with, you know, everything bad that's happened to clay and Steph missing so much time and Draymond being a shell of himself, they're back to just being filled with joy. And as a basketball fan, it's terrific to watch. Look, they are playing at just an insane level. Um, mm-hmm. Cleaning the glass has them at third in offense at 113.500 point per, points per possession. That's about six points better than league average. They're giving up a hundred point two points per hundred possessions right now. That is uh about 7.6 points per 100 possessions better than the league average mark. For comparison, the Cavs coming into tonight's game were 10th in defense, giving up 105.5 points per 100 possessions. Um, this team's really good. I, I think for me, the thing is, 
I just think I'm sort of happy, like from a like from a I just want to watch basketball perspective that Kevin Durant is no longer on the Warriors. I'm like glad that that era did not extend because him on the Nets is fun in its own way. I just sort of like watching Curry get to like do Curry stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. I my uh, my I understand that like he he's a he's a villain. I'm very sure Draymond Green is going to get booed out of his gourd when he when his name is announced um, at, on Thursday in Cleveland. Like those guys are kind of villains, and and they played into that certainly. Like I remember the super villains comment and like all that stuff. It, it there's a lot of corniness with the clay stuff, and I love clay. Yeah, the, the, the thing is just like they're really good, and there's just nothing quite like. They're just so unique at, in so many different ways, and it's really fun. I, I over the course of the season, it's really interesting to see them have to like integrate younger pieces that they kind of lucked into for you know via sure. kind of some draft luck and stuff in a way that the Cavs just like never really did or had a chance to do. And I think just seeing how an organization actually like gets a chance to like retool on the fly instead of having to go to the suds. I think that's just really a really interesting, just kind of opposite of what the Cavs have kind of obviously had to do because LeBron and Kyrie and were gone and Kevin, you know, wasn't at his apex at that point. He couldn't really just reshuffle and rebuild around Kevin in a way to stay upright. So the, the biggest question I have about them moving forward and this pertains nothing to Thursday's game against Cavs. But what do they look like when James Wiseman's back? Because they took off last year mm-hmm. once he got hurt and was shut down for the season. They've been great this year and he hasn't played a minute for them. I am fascinated to see when he gets back what that looks like. Yeah. Um should be fun to some degree. Don't expect it to be a particularly competitive game, but if there's anything I feel like we know about the Cavs to round this out with with what we talk about the Brooklyn game, they probably will play hard. I just wonder what the gas tank is like for this. Yeah, I I have to think they're going to have some heavy legs Thursday night. This could be a game where like maybe the rotation looks different though. Is the thing like that's like maybe the thing I'm wondering if he's just like. This will be like a test case of like if JB is like I'm just gonna play my dudes guy or if he's just gonna like maybe be like okay like I need to like ease up on on some of these minutes like we you we talked about gonna get some Kevin Pango's minutes. <laughs> I mean, look, but like just think, just, just look at the box score in this one. Garland plays 40. Rubio played 33. Davis played 24. Okora played 39. Wade played 38. So you go to the bench. Jetty Osmond's like been a rotation guy this year. He played 19 minutes. Kevin Love played 21 on a minutes restriction. Denzel Valentine played 11 minutes. Winler played 12. They didn't play RJ Nembhard. Brought up on it from his two-way. They didn't play Pangos. Like, like they're not really. He's not been a coach who's like going to play his bench in meaningful chunks. If there's ever sure. a night that we're like, I would advocate just doing it. Like maybe, maybe tomorrow is the night. I would agree with that. Yeah. Just let me. I, I, I think that anyone. I I would cap everyone's minutes at 35 tomorrow night. You, it, this is maintenance. Like this is, this is a long season. You have some like roster maintenance you need to do. Danny, I'm gonna wrap you, wrap up on this because just this came to mind. Do you, does the Mobley minutes thing is that a thing for you where you're like a, a little curious about why he's basically playing like 38 minutes tonight already? Um, I was startled when opening night. You know, obviously they lost, and he was the team leader in minutes. Like yeah. that. What I'm, I was very taken aback by that. I'm not saying. It's good. Not saying it's bad, but I was startled by seeing it. Yeah, I am a little uh, skeptical. Let's say that that's like a, a wise thing to do for 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 him at this stage. Um, but you know, 
we'll uh we'll see where it goes and obviously he's out a month and and he'll probably get thrown right back into the fire when he gets back because he seems like he's going to be the the jimmy butler ride him till he dies guy and i understand why you do it he's really good and he's special it's just an interesting yeah uh, thing but again don't check out tibbs yeah don't be tibbs and, and run your dudes into the ground um but of course tibbs is, is killing it in in new york for the most part so well with, with his bench oddly enough yeah, what a world. The New York Knickerbockers. Obi Toppin playing some really good defense. Didn't expect to see him cutting off dude. Although they cutting lost to the, nail. to the Magic tonight. Franz Wagner. Fun dude. Yeah. Very fun dude. Just dunking Much on more schools. fun than his brother. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to be it. Danny, give everyone the plug about where they can find your work and find you online as we get out of here. Uh, Real D Cunningham on Twitter on ESPN Cleveland every weeknight from 5 to 7 and uh, a few days a week on WKYC.com. Yeah. Check all the stuff out. Again, we'll be back uh, tomorrow recapping Cavs Warriors. I'll be, Evan will be back. We'll talk about that one and talk about some other Cavs things. I think we're going to talk about Jetty Osmond and, and what he's been this year. It's a topic we've been meaning to get to, just haven't had time yet. Uh, but we'll we'll hopefully get to that tomorrow, at whether the Cavs win or lose or, or whatever happens against Golden State. Until next time, it's been Locked on Cavs. I'm Chris. Thanks again to Danny for coming by, and we will talk to you all again tomorrow.